podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. I am your host, Philip Slavin, as always. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. We got a lot to get to today. We have a ton to get to today. We won't get to half the things that I'm thinking about getting to, and that's okay. It's all right. I'm just excited to have a good show. I've got my two uh, favorite co-hosts with me, as they always are. Of course, Andy Mitz. Hey, I'm actually surprised you went to me first, because I know I'm not your favorite co-host, Philip. so... But no, it's it's uh, great great to be here again. Look, Andy, I don't play favorites. Like, um, oh, oh, come on, we all you know guys, Jimmy's your favorite. I mean, I'm not even mad. You said it, not me, and so I, I'm just gonna walk away slowly from this situation. And of course, the other person, as he mentioned, uh, JSJ, Jamie Steyer Johnson, back from uh, from talking some Iowa State Cyclone hoops, just in time to join us tonight, Jamie. Yeah, man. What a week! What a week! Couple, uh, couple in-state victories. Couple Cyhawk victories. Finally, in the entire history of dating my husband to then obviously getting married, never got both of them in a year. Feels good. Uh, obviously, that being Iowa State's men's and women's teams knocking off Iowa this week. Um, in some pretty dominant fashion, we will get to both of those things coming up. We've got a lot of hoops talk, um, some football talk, a lot going on this week. Before we dive into all of that, a um, couple of, of, of just business and not not ad reads here. So don't don't skip, like sit, sit tight for a second. Uh, number one, uh, this coming Wednesday is, of course, National Signing Day. Not early signing period, as we talked about with Ari on last week's show. Like, when 90% of the uh, recruits sign, that's not early. That's just this one. And then there's a late signing period in February for the rest of the people. Um, so that is what's going on. It starts Wednesday, the early signing period. I, I tell that to Andy. He's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it always, like, like you know it's coming and then it sneaks up on you somehow. Unless you're, like, constantly covering recruiting, which I used to do for OSU all the time. And I don't do nearly as much anymore. I say on top of it, but you know, um, so big stuff. Uh, we are planning a, a signing day podcast for this Thursday. That is the goal. I'm working on lining up guests. If your school is not somebody that I get a guest for, understand I try and cover as much of the conference with as many people as possible. Um, some schools, it's just harder to get their 247 or rivals uh, members on the show. They don't respond. It's hard to get to them. They don't have DMs open. I don't have time to sit here and, and hunt down everyone's email addresses to, to get to them. So I try and provide as robust a coverage when we do this every year. Um, and we will try and do so again this year as well. So look forward to that episode on Thursday. Because of that, we're actually moving the bowl picks episode back another week. The first Big 12 bowl game isn't until the 28th. So we're going to save the picks pod till the 23rd. That gives you plenty of time to listen to it uh, before the bowl games get started. So we will do that. Uh, next Monday, we should have, fingers crossed, because every time I do this, 
all through, uh, we should have a 1012 Network roundtable uh, with members of the network uh, and our podcasts uh, joining us to kind of recap the football season that was before we head into the Christmas break. Um, we will take some time off for Christmas after the 23rd. Uh, we won't be back until January 4th. We take time off um, because obviously it's the holidays and the Christmas and I'm, I just need a breather. We all need a breather. That's what we need. Okay. Um, speaking of podcasts on this network, I kind of teased this on Twitter this week. Um, we were at nine shows, nine amazing and fantastic podcasts. We started this whole thing back in August, um, and we we have grown rapidly. When we launched, we had what five? Andy it was it was ten to a podcast, Midwest Madness, uh, your show, Rock Chalk or Rock Chalk Podcast. Um, fire the cannon and raspy voice fire the cannon raspy and raspy voice kids who we added and raspy voice came on like like right a week end, after like, we launched yeah like right at the end is when we started talking to him like right before so we, we, had, launched. we had five we've launched four more we brought in uh, oh no 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 uh we had funky frog pod out oh of the yeah well. duh. you're right so we had um, five and then and then west and then man and then we added raspy voice radio, it was six way. isn't it, it whatever <laughs> we had a raspy voice like the next week we got to six quickly um we have brought on Feels like 45 or Oklahoma State show, which we started up from, from scratch. We got our Baylor show from scratch as well. Uh, uh, Between Two Bears, which is fantastic. Both those shows are doing awesome. For we really locked into those new guys. shows. Both of them. Uh, <laughs> again, it's all about people and the people we brought into this network. And I don't think any, I don't think there's any collection of people who's covering the Big 12 conference as a whole uh, that is as, as good a group as that we have in this network. Um, obviously, we just brought in our Texas Tech show, Tortillas and Takes, which brought us to nine. Love having them and got those guys here. It's fantastic. Um, and today we are announcing our 10th show and the last show we'll be adding for this calendar year. And we're going to take a bit of a break for the first quarter of 2022 because we got it's 10 shows. It's a lot to manage and, and, and make sure we have everything in alignment. We're doing the best job we can for the 10 that we have. But we are bringing in a 10th show. And I've actually had these guys lined up and ready to go for over a month now. Um, I, I wanted to get them in. I wanted to make sure that we had them in the network. and But there was a reason I wanted to wait. Um, when I have said since we launched this show, that we will add a show for every single team in the Big 12 Conference. That includes the four schools that will be coming in, Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, and UCF. We're going to have shows for them. Uh, and I'm not going to wait to add those shows until those teams arrive in 2023. There's no reason to. I want to start getting team uh, podcasts in for those shows so we can all start to listen to them and kind of get to know the new conference members before they arrive. Um, and and when it came to this podcast, you know, I, as soon as we said, these are the four teams that are coming, um, this is what we're going to do, I knew there is one podcast I have to have. They are not only one of the few that cover their team, they are absolutely the best one that covers their team by a mile. Um, so I'm very, very excited that we're going to be having the Scott and Holman podcast joining the 1012 network. They cover the Houston Cougars. They are an absolutely amazing show. We've actually had them on when we, <laughs> so we're going to do like, we're going to introduce all four new uh, conference mates. And we did since, or we did a uh, Houston and BYU and never got to the two schools. Things happen. We'll get to them in the spring. Um, but they joined us to, to talk Houston, and, and it's a great show. Um, I've been only one on their show. They've I've talked with them quite a bit. I am I am so excited to be adding them. We are adding a Houston podcast. Yes, to the, the fans of the teams currently in the Big 12 Conference, part of why I waited to add them is I wanted to get a few more established schools, Oklahoma State and Baylor and Texas Tech, before we added a Houston show. Um, look, we are working to add every school. We are. And it is very important to us to add the right people. People are what matter. Um, the people who host the podcast are what matter more than the brand or the name of the podcast or the, even to sometimes the download counts. Like, I want the right people. And that takes time to, to get through and, and find them. Um, there's there's a lot of options, and in some cases, there's not. So the goal is still to have a show for every school by, this, by the kickoff of the 2022 football season. But uh, for now, we are officially going to be at 10 podcasts. That's where we're going to stop for a little while. We will kind of get everything uh, in alignment, I think is a good way of putting it. Um, I'm I'm jacked. Like, this has been awesome. It's been amazing. It has gone way better than I ever even thought it would. And to be able to add a show of the caliber and quality as the Scott and Holman podcast um, to us is great. Now, it's it's S-C-O-T-T and Holman, H-O-L-M-A-N. Uh, podcast is actually P-A-W, D, podcast, because they're cougars. Um, you get it. 
Uh, you want to do go- that again? No, I don't. One, one meow an episode. One meow an episode. Um, you know so, that's going to get clipped and used to drop somewhere. I, you, can, you, you can't tell it's me. <laughs> so go check them out. Go go, go subscribe now. Um, it's it's an amazing show. I, I am so excited to have them. It, it could not ask for a better uh, um, addition to the network, honestly. Yeah, I am, I am super excited. You and I have been talking about this one for a while. We've been talking back and forth them for a while. And, and yes, Kansas state fans, we heard that groan, that audible groan as you're listening to that about the fact that we have not had a podcast yet for you guys. I promise we are doing everything we can to find one um, or, or to find the right people to go ahead and start one to join us. This isn't, you know, me being a KU guy, K state bias against, you know, all that fun stuff. We literally are working our butts off trying to find someone. So um, like Philip said, you know, it's about, it's about finding the right people that will mesh with the vision of what we have here for the podcast network. You know, every single person that's on this network now is somebody that we are absolutely ecstatic to be working with. And we are looking for more people that cover the rest of the teams that we don't have. So once we find them, I promise we're going to, we're going to go ahead and get them on here. Um, Yes. Even, even if they're K-State fans. So, I mean, look, it's a balance between shows from scratch and established shows. Like we can't just have a whole bunch of shows that start from scratch. Like, I would, well, first off, it would never work with the UCF. Like, I don't know the people well enough in the in the UCF circles and the Houston circles. So, you know, we, we've added some shows from scratch, and it takes a little bit more work and planning. I wanted to get some established shows. We've added our Texas Tech show. Tortiz and Texas is well-established. We're adding Scott and Holman. They are well-established. I'm pumped. I think this is a great collection of 10 podcasts. So do us a favor. Make sure you are subscribed to every show in the network. You can go to 1012network.com, N-E-T-W-R-R w-o-r-k.com no every show is not there chris chris get the shows on there please sir i'm gonna call him he doesn't listen he's i'm just gonna keep texting him every day um yeah anyways um okay one last note before we started uh we do have a bowl pick'em group set up on espn if you want the link for that it is in the show notes uh, i will tweet it out aggressively uh, a lot uh, but we do have a group sorry it took me this long uh, we do have a group set up, Bowl Pick'em, on ESPN. Uh, link, as I said, is in the show notes. Go click it. Go join. Go fill it out. Compete against me and everyone else who's going to fill one out. <clears throat> Andy and Jamie. Um, yes, yeah, I'll Jamie. do it. Don't worry. Yeah, I know you will. All right. Enough of this, and I'm tired of talking, so I'm going to take a short break. Uh, let's talk hoops, boys and girls. This is oh, – let's talk hoops. We are in, we're in the hoop season. And we have to start with the most just like jaw-dropping, amazing, bring it stat possible. Uh, the Big 12 is a defensive basketball league, folks. It is a league that Henry Iba himself would would applaud and be proud of, okay? According to Kim Palm, seven of the top 28 defenses in the country are in the Big 12. Seven of the top 28 defenses in the country are in the Big 12. Imagine being the 28th best defense in the country, Kansas, according to Kim Palm, and being ranked seventh in your own conference. Every team in the conference is in the top 57. Four inside the top 13 with Baylor, Texas Tech, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. That is ridiculous and incredible. And we can sit here and talk about the quality of the non-conference opponents. We could talk about that a little bit. Like, I get it. Um... I don't care. Like, I, I kind of don't care. Like, that is an amazing stat to have. It's ridiculous. And as someone who does really enjoy, as an Oklahoma State fan, really enjoys watching basketball defense because it is a lot of fun. Ooh, it just gives me all the, the tinglies. Philip, that might be a little too much information. But no, no, Um, kind of to your point, just about how phenomenal it is. You know, Kansas, actually, if, if you go over to barttorvik.com, right, which is a very similar site to Ken Palm, he has the ability for you to filter out preseason expectations, right? So literally just looking at what numbers you get from looking at regular season, what they've done to date so far. Kansas, according to that measure, has actually the worst defense in the entire Big 12, down at 76, because they have not had that great of a defense, but they are expected to be a much better defense over the course of the season, which I believe is part of why they're, as high as they are in Ken Palm. But, but even then, like the fact that Kansas, who has actually played fairly well defensively, if you, if you actually watch what they're doing, right. They're the worst defense by that, by the actual results on the court so far this year, kind of just shows the point, right. That the big 12 has played really, really good defense this year. And 
I expect it to continue. You know, there, there's going to be one or two teams that potentially have some issues, um, you know, sticking down at the bottom of the conference. I don't know how, how well they'll be able to keep it up throughout the entire year. But you're not going to see those numbers start to dive until they're playing the absolutely phenomenal teams that are also in the Big 12 Conference later this year. So, um, you know, this is shaping up to be one of the best non-conferences for a single conference ever, the rate that these teams are going. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's unreal because you take even the teams that had expectations below the floor and they're, I mean, obviously, like, I could talk about Iowa State all day, but even Kansas State has pulled out some wins, and they don't look, I think, nearly as bad as people expected them to. Remains to be seen how they perform in Big 12 play, but you had these two teams that you're looking at coming from last year, seeing what they have now and saying, well, you know, we can kind of write them off, and there really aren't any write-offs in the Big 12 this year, it feels like. There's just a lot going on, and I think a lot of that can be attributed to playing really good defense, because you can win games if you can play really good defense and good enough offense. I mean, exhibit A is today, we're recording on Sunday, Iowa State winning a game in which they score 47 points. Like, I mean, there was plenty of ugliness in that game, but at least they played good enough defense, you know? Well, yeah, hold your opponent to 37, which is just... I I, I was told the Texas Tech versus Tennessee game was ugly, but 47 to 37 is um, downright unwatchable. Look, that that has been 10 game written all over it. I'm glad I didn't go to Ames for that one, but uh, a win's a win, a win. Andy, I feel like I need a new, like I need to add a sound effect. It's just like stat war. That's like Ken Palm versus Torvik. What do they say and who's right? <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, no, and then we just go off into well. Ken Palm says, well, Torvik says, well, well, no, 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 no. NCAA stats say. I see those as complimentary. And actually, if you go over to Torvik's site, he's talking about how he built a lot of what he does off of what Ken Palm does that his site is never meant to be a competitor to Ken Palm. It's about adding a different spin, trying to look at it a different way, and you use them together to get a full profile of what these teams are looking like. So, and, and I mean, that, that's really the thing. You can never, with one formula that these two, you know, that these two sites come out with, get a full picture. It's about trying to find approximations that get you as close as possible um, to, you know, a prediction of how things are going to go. Um, but the fact that we have two different sites that are, are fairly consistent, but approach it from slightly different direction, give you better confidence that, you know, if, if, if there's a team that looks really good on both of those, hey, that means that they must be really good because while they're approaching it from the same general direction, they're, they are looking at things a little bit differently. So, um, yeah, I don't, it, it, it's, it's just funny because I typically use Ken Palm, my co-host for basketball stuff over on the Rock Chalk podcast likes to use Torvik. Um, and so we will routinely throw those back at each other because they do make a lot of the same points. They do add that extra data point to allow you to go ahead and take a look and, and just appreciate just how great the conference is if both of those rating systems are regarding all of these Big 12 teams as highly as they are. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, you know what else is ridiculous? Folks, if you're listening to this on Monday, then you need to understand something very important. You need to get your orders in. <laughs> For gridiron metal. Okay. You need to get your orders in for gridiron metal. Let me say this one more time. If you listen to this on Monday, December 13th, that is the Christmas cutoff for gridiron metalworks. So if you're hoping to have an amazing grill gate or griddle, custom cut with your favorite team's logo on it, or mascot in some cases, and you want that thing under the tree. So that on Christmas Day, the grill master in your family can throw that thing on their grill and start using it. Then today, the 13th of December, is the day you need to get that order in if you want it to be guaranteed to be under the tree on Christmas Day. Or else you're going to be there on Christmas Day like, I've got a really cool receipt for you, and it could be here soon. I waited like a, like an idiot. I'm going to just say, I mean... If you've ever been there before, like I got, I ordered it too late, so here's the receipt. But it'll it'll be to your house soon. Like, thanks, thanks for waiting. So, do yourself a favor. Go to gridironmetal.com. 
Do your shopping now. Grill grates, griddles, home decor items like flower pots, stainless steel bookends, cans, coasters, and can coolers. Okay. Hey, if you don't see the grill listed, you can enter in your dimensions for the grill grate or griddle and they'll be custom cut for you. Okay. So this is the time to do it. You make sure to use your promo code 1012TEN12 and get 15% off your first order. Remember, that's 1012TEN12 to get 15% off your first order at Gridiron Metal. Okay. If you need to have some help, we got the link in the show notes. Just go down there, click it. Oh, look, I'm here. Oh, shoot, it's Monday. Let me get my order in. Move fast, people. If you want to make sure that the diehard college sports super fan who also loves to grill in your life has the best Christmas present ever under the tree on Christmas morning, then get your order in today. Basketball season is finally here, Big 12 fans. And for your home for men's and women's basketball, come to Midwest Madness. We are doing game coverages going over game analysis, different rankings of teams, and consistently looking at the best matchups in the conference. You're not going to want to miss out on all the amazing basketball coverage we have, so go check out Midwest Madness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we're still talking hoops. We're talking hoops. Um, folks, I, I we just... Okay, uh, we underestimated Baylor. We all thought Baylor was going to be good. No one was like, Baylor's going to be bad this year. They, they lost a we also thought Baylor would be good. Preseason pick number three behind Kansas and Texas. I was never bought into the Texas stuff entirely. Um, but I, I think we've underestimated this Baylor team. According to Ken Palm, right now, as of Sunday night, after just soundly thumping Villanova uh, today, which was a very, very impressive win for Baylor. We talk about defense. If the points don't come, I mean, they put up 57 and won by 19. Okay, you held Villanova to 36 points. That's a number six ranked Villanova as of right now. They will not be, obviously, after that smackdown. Uh, as of this moment, Kim Palm, Baylor is the number two ranked defense and the number five ranked offense in the country. Nobody else is top five in both categories, and only one other team is top ten in both, and that's Houston. This Baylor team that we thought would take a slight step back I'm not saying they're going to follow it up with another national championship. Okay. I'm not going to go that far. I know Baylor fans are. I know Baylor's undefeated. Baylor hasn't lost in forever. But we underestimated how good this Baylor team was going to be. This is a very good Baylor team. They they did not, if they've taken a step back, I feel like they've made up for it in other places. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I have heard some people and it very well may have been some people that I work with over at Rock Talk Talk um, who have made the comment that, look, as much as you want to try to adjust for opponents, right, you're never going to 100% be able to. So whether Baylor is the best team or the number two or the number three team, it's clear that they are one of the top three teams in the nation, no doubt, right? You can make whatever statement you want about the fact that, look, Villanova is probably the best team that they've played, but they're probably a little overrated at this point. Michigan State is the only other team that you would look at and say, hey, that's a good team that's on their schedule. Like one that you think is going to be there and have a shot to make the Sweet 16. Um, it is, though, not like I don't say that to slight what Baylor is doing. They have a phenomenal record this year, obviously. They're, they're, they're undefeated. They've beat some really good teams. They've completely beat down some other teams. You can argue semantics all you want or you can argue the nuances all you want. I think what is clear is that it, you can easily point to four teams in the Big 12 that have a legitimate case to say that they are top 10 teams right now, which is absolutely ridiculous at this point. And it's probably going to stay that way for most of the season. But the fact that you have Baylor and Kansas, who arguably are you know two of the top three teams in the nation right now, is, is, means that this is going to be a phenomenal conference race. And you know seeing teams like Iowa State making a jump up, seeing teams like, TCU with a big win over Texas A&M. Like, we are seeing the rank and file members of the Big 12 this year taking huge strides forward and is going to make this legitimately the most competitive conference that I have ever seen. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of success come out of the Big 12, and we've talked a lot about how the Big 12's been good. You know, it's historically, obviously, it's a solid conference, but it's exactly what you're saying, Andy. The level that we're seeing this year is 
unreal. And I mean, again, people always want to, I don't know, I think there's a divide between people who give zero credence to the non-conference schedule and people who read way too far into it. I think that the truth lies somewhere in the middle of you have to give it the emphasis it deserves, which is that they're games, obviously, you know, they're, they're basketball games that your team is playing, but you have to take into consideration who the opponent is. But when you're going through this section and you have teams that are winning a lot of games, staying undefeated, you know, at this point in the season, you can start making pretty educated guesses on the composition of a team. Week one, week two, people are still getting their footing. When you're getting 10 games in, you have to start really seriously looking at the results you're getting and saying, these are not flukes. Yeah, I mean, we're a third of the way through the season almost at this point, which is kind of ridiculous to think about already. Um, you know, and we're, we're finishing up non-conference play. We're getting to the point where, you know, save the Big 12 SEC challenge. There are going to be, you know, we're, we're going to be getting into the meat of the schedule where we're going to see Big 12 teams beat up on each other. But if you look at Ken Palm ratings and like that average rating, you know, for comparison or for comparing the conference, the Big 12 is far and away the best team or the best conference. The Big 10 is after them. But the way that he, you know, does his, his ratings, it's, you know, a... Basically, it's whatever the rating is of a, of a team that's expected to go 500 in conference play. The Big Ten has a whole lot of teams. Um, you know, they are, they have a, a good stable of good teams, um, but they have some really bad teams over there with the Big Ten. You can't say the same thing about the Big 12. The worst team in the conference right now is, is Kansas State. You look at ratings, you look at expectations, you look at everything there. Kansas State, I think everybody would agree, is the worst team in the Big 12 conference right now. They are top 75 in Ken Palm. Like, that is absolutely ridiculous. Top 75 is where you start looking at, like, winning on the road is still considered a good win for a top 75 team. You know, beating them at home is it can still be considered, like, a quad one win by the NCAA. Like, this is a phenomenal, or I'm sorry, it's quad two. Sorry, sorry. But it's still one of the quality wins that they look at when they're trying to determine seating. They're trying to look at resume. So, like, this is, this is absolutely a phenomenal conference from top to bottom. And Kansas state is probably like looking at it now. It's, it's nothing to sneeze at The Kansas state is probably going to be the worst team in the conference, but they could still be a good team by the end of the year. Just not a great team among all the other great teams that we have in the big 12. Let me, let's broach this for a second. Um, are they going to be the worst team in the conference this year? I think if you ask me right now, I would probably say yes. But right, that's but I, mainly here's, because here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna say. Go um, let's let's play a little game. Um, I'm I'm gonna give you the teams at this point that I think you are going to be vying for the bottom of the conference, and I want you to tell me realistically, like you think Kansas State's the worst. Um, I know TCU's record is eight and one. Um, the wins over Utah and A and M are really nice. They are. Um, let me pull up my let's see if I added Utah in. It's a quad two. It's quad two win for TCU. I haven't put AM in. We'll talk about my net ranking sheets in a minute. Um I've got to go to Georgetown. But TCU follows the typically the Texas Tech, or I'm sorry, the Chris Beard model of non-conference scheduling of like, we ain't scheduling nobody. We're not gonna schedule anybody. I am impressed that they have three straight games of Utah, AM, and and obviously at Georgetown. Maybe this is a good TCU team. I don't know. But they've they've had really nice non-conference records the past few years, and they get in the conference play and, and flounder. So I think TCU is a candidate here. I think Iowa State, we're, we're done with the Iowa State at the bottom. Uh, we've got Kansas State. The way you started saying Iowa State, I was about to go ballistic. <laughs> no, no. I, I, they, were pricked, they were picked down there. They're not going to finish there. I don't think we think they are. Uh, the third team, and I'm just going to say it, is Oklahoma State, who sits at six and three, has lost back-to-back games at home versus Wichita State and Xavier, two teams that other Big Twelve teams have beaten, um, including on the road. Uh, if I give you TCU, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, don't let. I'm sorry, TCU fans are gonna get mad at me, but like, I'm not gonna let the non-conference record fool me. They, they, you do try and do that all the time. Uh, is Kansas State the worst team in the Big Twelve? Are they sitting in last place at the at the end of the season? 
I think I would probably say yes at this point, mainly because I don't know that they've shown me enough to say for sure. Like, that's who I thought was going to be the worst team coming into the year. Um, and they haven't shown me anything to make me move off that position. But I don't think it's crazy that another team could falter. And, and like we saw last year, like, I don't think anybody thought that Iowa State's team was going to perform as poorly as they did in conference, but things snowballed on them last year. So, like, any of these teams could have something go wrong. Like, any of those three teams specifically could have something go wrong. Or we could even see one of the teams that's supposed to be in the middle of the conference, you know, free fall because some they get some bad break and then all of a sudden it snowballs. There is not a single night off in this entire conference. And so, if something starts to go bad, there's nowhere in the entire schedule where you can say, well, I can look at that game and I expect you know, we can use that as a get right game. There isn't one in the entire conference schedule. And so it is one of those things where yes, theoretically, you know, there are, I could probably think of three or four teams that could finish below Kansas state. But if I had to pick it right now, that's who my favorite would be to be in the 10th spot, whether it's by tiebreaker or just the fact that, you know, I mean, like, I don't think that they're going to be the bottom of the conference by three or four games or anything like that. But I definitely think that that they are probably the one that's most likely to come in with the worst record in conference play, which isn't something to, you know, it's not something to necessarily be too ashamed of. I mean, they could be super competitive in all these games and just not have quite enough to get over the hump in enough of them to get out of the bottom of the conference. But like, like we've talked about, this conference is so good that it's, it's almost a bad, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it's a badge of honor to be, you know, in the Big 12 Conference if you end up losing most of your games or, or finishing last. But, like, just the fact that it doesn't do anybody any favors to try to avoid having a bad conference schedule when every single team you are facing one of the better teams in the nation. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, with the level of engagement I have with women's basketball, I haven't watched as much on the inside as I generally would prefer to. But, you know there's like actual work to be done as a person um i like what i've seen is is leaning more towards kansas state but again that the conference season can be night and day with non-con like i said like people can read too much into it people can read not enough into it but ultimately it's really really hard to start making comparisons until you do get at least a couple of the conference games out of the way so i'd lean towards k-state but I would not put money on it. I would be in no way surprised to be completely wrong. Um, but that's just kind of where, like you said, it's kind of leaning that way. I'm an, I'm an OU pessimist, right? Or an Oklahoma State pessimist right now. Uh, because that team does not know how to uh, score against the zone um, at all. And that is what's killing You me. wanted us to reinforce your feelings on that? A little bit. I really wanted just guys you know to be it- like, you know what? Let's just go in and and – uh andy to your point on there are not any nights off and we i think we talk about that in the big 12 a lot but like last year there were there's no nebraska or penn state or iowa or Rutgers in the big 12 this year uh there is no pittsburgh or notre dame or syracuse or whatever the acc looks like bad this year like the big 12 is the best conference this year in men's basketball period yeah, it's not close. There's no argument. I don't think it's year. close. I don't want to hear about anybody else. Like, if you want to tell me that someone other that the the, the national champion is going to come from another conference, great. That doesn't mean your conference is good. It means you have a good team. And and maybe there's two teams at the top of another conference better than Baylor, Kansas, Texas, Iowa State. Like, sure, whatever. But top to bottom, the Big Twelve always is the best. And top to bottom this year, there's no arguing it at all. I don't, I, I don't, yes, we're a Big 12 podcast and a Big 12 podcast network. I ain't being biased, folks. Don't bring me your conferences. But, 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 there's the, the two worst records are six and three, three games over 500. Well, it's non Get over it. There's no 500. There's no one game over 500. There's no two games over 500. Three games over 500 are the two worst yeah, teams yeah, in the look, conference. Yeah, as- look, as much as we hate to admit that the SEC from top to bottom is the best football conference, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you try to look at it objectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. You can move, you made your point. Move on. The Big 12 <laughs> is objectively the best conference from top to bottom in basketball. And it's been that way for the last 10 years. This year, it's so much lopsided in that sort of debate. 
that you can't even really argue it. Yes, the Big Ten is is a second, like is is second, just like they are in football pretty much every year. But there is no arguing the fact that the Big Twelve is the best, Big Ten is second, and then it's everybody else after that. The SEC is going to bring their well. We have seven ranked teams in our four, half our conference is ranked right now, so we're obviously better. You have Georgia, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. Also, uh, Texas Tech beat Tennessee, and your undefeated Arkansas Razorbacks. And I tried to tell this to my friend that I work with uh, this week. Like, I was really concerned about Arkansas because of the non-conference slate they've had, which is, like, the kind of slate that makes Chris Beard, like, salivate looking at it. That included Kansas State. Sorry, but it's true. I was a little bit worried. And then they go face Oklahoma and Tulsa and get just housed. Housed eighty-eight to sixty-six. Props Oklahoma. Like even even the teams that were rebuilding this year or had new coaches. You're like, we're not sure what to expect from this year. Oklahoma, Iowa State, like Texas Tech. Guys, they've been impressive. They have been impressive. Like it's uh, the conference play this year is going to be fun. Like it's going to be it's going to be a grind with this many defensive teams. I mean, just an absolute grind. Oh, by the way, because we talked about like the future teams coming in. Just so you're aware, remember how I mentioned Houston is the only other team that's top ten in both offensive and defense ranking on Ken Palm. Uh, Houston's number uh, five on defense. BYU, another team coming in, thirty seventh on defense, twenty seventh on offense. In case you want to know about some of the teams that are coming into the conference, we're not going to talk about Cincinnati right now. They're they're working on it. And, UCF is coming for football, so that's that's all we have to say about that. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts on? Uh, look, we're gonna dive. So, the show will go so much more basketball uh, once we break into the new year. Uh, obviously, we just we got a lot of football stuff to wrap up. Any other thoughts on the men's uh, side at this point uh, through non-conference? Ooh, uh, what is? Um, we do it for football. Let's do this for basketball. Hold on, I, I should have, you know, if I would think of things before I think of them right on, I would actually like pre-plan, like what are the games we need to keep an eye on this week? But it is, what are the games in the Big 12 we need to keep an eye on this week? I'm going to do this here live on the show, like a, you know, someone who pre-plans. I do have a rundown. I do have a rundown. It doesn't matter. Um, let's close some tabs. This is great audio. You know what? While this is loading, home field apparel. The most comfortable vintage college sports apparel you will find anywhere. And another site where they aren't telling you the 13th is like the cutoff date if you want to get it in time for Christmas. But, you know, if you're already going to treat gridiron that way, we should probably just go ahead and treat home field that way because you can't be sending in orders on the 20th like, you guys going to get me my shirt? Like, no, it's not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, okay? Home field apparel, you guys, if you don't know who they are by now, I don't have, like, what rock either I'm never going to convince you, either I'm never going to convince you or you're a first-time listener, like... We love them. They make the most comfortable stuff. Um, t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, joggers. Uh, hey, look, they finally added a Cincinnati shirt. It's awesome. I know TCU's not there. It's oh, going to be there next oh, year. It's beautiful. Oh, that Cincinnati it's, shirt. It's so perfect. Look, if you're like, oh, guess what? They have gift cards. You can get a gift card. So let's say you don't get your order. And you're like, oh, it is the, it's the 19th. Can they get here in six days? No. Well, then get a gift card from Home Field Apparel. You can do that. That works perfectly fine. Maybe you don't know what team to get because there's so many amazing options. You're like, I've got like 20 things in my in my checkout bag. And I don't want sh- sh- cart, cart. Yeah, checkout bag. Good Lord. Home Field Apparel, you can get 15% off your first purchase with the promo code NETWORK12. N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2. Get you 15% off your first purchase at Home Field Apparel. All orders of $100 or more get free shipping, so you might as well just go ahead and spend $100 there. You're going to do it. Like you're you're going to do it. Just, just deal with it. Okay? Just live with it. Um, Home Field Apparel, go check it out. Use the promo code and be putting the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel anywhere under the tree this holiday season for the people that you love. Okay? Get them something good. Don't go cheap. Don't go cheap. Welcome to Between Two Bears, the newest 1012 Network podcast. Uh, this is Matt is Bear. I'm going to introduce my co-host, Evan Abair, uh, to give you a quick idea of what the show is about. Yeah, Between Two Bears is going to be a it's going to be a great sorry. Between Two Bears is going to be a great look at the silly and sometimes stupid. 
Between Two Bears is going to be a great look at the silly and sometimes stupid side of Baylor sports. Hey, I'm going to try one more time. Between Two Bears. Okay, uh, Evan, Evan's going to go take a nap, um, but we are excited to join the 1012 Network along with the rest of their already great lineup of Big 12 podcasts. Check them out at 1012 Network on Twitter and us as well at Matt is Bear and at Evan Haybear. Uh, Sikkim Bears. Uh, let's look at this weekend. Monday, nope. Uh, Tuesday. Hey, Texas playing University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. I'm sure Chris Beard will tell us how that's a great matchup and why all the students should be showing up for it. Uh, folks, it is a light a, slate yeah. until Saturday. Saturday Ooh. is a fantastic slate. Most, right. t- most schools have finals week this week, so they don't schedule right. games during the week. That's fair. Uh, Baylor at Oregon on Saturday is supposed to be good coming into the season. Oregon's 5-5 five and five and not looking very good this week or this year so far. Uh, TCU at Georgetown, another game in the Big 12 Big East battle. I don't know what the current standings are because I haven't gone back and checked. Gonzaga facing Texas Tech in Phoenix at the Jerry Colangelo Classic. Ooh. And uh, Oklahoma State heading to Fort Worth to face Houston, that Houston team we talked about, future Big 12 member Houston. So we got OSU, Houston, Gonzaga, Texas Tech, TCU, Georgetown, Baylor, Oregon, and even, I think this is a sneaky one, West Virginia going on the road to Birmingham, Alabama to play an 8-2 and two UAB squad that should be pretty good. Uh, Kansas hosting an 8-2 Stephen F. Austin. The Saturday slate is nice. Like, this is a nice Saturday slate. Yeah, Don't I mean, you know say what? say UAB to me. Look, look, the least competitive. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> hold on, hold You on. don't know about Iowa State and UAB. No, I want to uh, fill me in. Is there something? All else right, to... it's been a good one, guys. Uh, I'll talk <laughs> to you later. No, no, no. Okay, even the least competitive on that slate, that Kansas Stephen F. Austin game. At least, if if we're looking at you know probably what would be expected, and I think looking at lines is the one that's the biggest one. It's still going to be much more competitive than you know the Kansas walloping of Missouri and the uh, border war <laughs> resumption. I, I, you knew I had to sneak in a. a How did it take you this it. long? How did I, I think you, you this know what? I was trying to respect the rundown, and, and don't. unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, no, the ru- look, I don't respect the rundown. I don't expect any of you to respect. The look, rundown. look, look. I, I have been vocal about the. I don't know that they necessarily need to play this game, but if they're going to be playing against Missouri, they might as well destroy them. And the fact that you won by almost forty points, um, I think that qualifies. If they're all like that, then uh, you know, like these next five games in the next five years are all like that. Then maybe I want will want to keep continuing this. Um, although I might just get bored with Kansas beating them that that bad each year, but um, it, it doesn't get boring. It does. It doesn't. It, look, you get bored beating your rival. No, oh. you know what? It's I thought I was going to be more stoked, but you got to the second half, and it was just like okay, like it was that whole the Simpsons, you know, gif that's like stop, stop, he's dead already, like. That was my thought for the entire second half because, I mean, you could tell that Christian Brown, who grew up hating Missouri, you know, Dewan Harris, who who is a Columbia, Missouri native, um, uh, you know, like, there's just so many players that have some sort of tie to Missouri in some fashion in terms of like hating them or having a good reason to go, you know, to, to, to really want to stick it to them. So this was the perfect year for it to happen, for, for them to pick it back up because KU just completely demolished them. Um, it's going to be interesting. To kind of see how that continues, but it, it was definitely a good way to resume the rivalry, assuming that it's going to get anywhere back to where it was before. Uh, to wrap this little segment up, a couple of sneaky, interesting games next Sunday Texas facing Stanford in Vegas in the Pac 12 Coast to Coast Challenge. Stanford a little bit down this year. Kansas State going to a before a previously mentioned Nebraska in Lincoln uh, next Sunday as well. That should be an, an interesting matchup between two teams probably going to finish at the bottom of them. They will both be in the, the lower uh, section of their of the conference standings at the uh, end of the season. But always fun to go and beat Nebraska because they don't they don't care about basketball. They couldn't they couldn't care less. They absolutely couldn't care less. Um Okay. Uh a little bit of football talk before Jamie, we gotta we gotta talk with you about about the role you're on here. Uh I will get uh, I did this last year. I produced a, what I call the net rankings resumes because I got into looking at everybody's net rankings. It was like this is how many quad one and quad three. And I was like, well, I want to see what like who I wanted to actually see what that was. 
So I go through and actually put together everyone's resume of wins and losses, where those wins and losses fall within the quad rankings and, and then the actual rankings and the net rankings of each opponent. Um, I made those available last year, uh, did a Google sheet. Um, I am, I've pretty much, I'm going to finish getting it updated with the teams tonight as I wait for this to render. Um, and then I'll make sure the net rankings are of each team are accurate on Monday. And then I'll get that posted on social as well. I think it's just a fun little thing that we try and do that I enjoy because I'm weird and nerdy about stuff like that. I'll also have the link to that in the show notes as well. If you've never gone into our show notes, you should. We have lots of links to lots of things. And if you like the show and you like the network, you really should go check out our advertisers. Get you to 1012network.com. We're going to have this link. We'll have the sign-up link. Like, just go check out our show notes. I put a ton of links in there, which is probably more than I should, but whatever, okay? Just go look. I take the time. You can take the time once. Um, leave us a rating and review, please, as well, especially for iTunes. Um, that will be there, as we mentioned, this Wednesday, signing day. Uh, we're going to try and talk about that a lot. Uh, Texas football. Uh, transfer quarterback Quinn Ewers who previously had been uh, committed to Texas and then went to Ohio State and made a bunch of money, and now he's going to go to Texas and make a bunch of money, uh, has announced it, well, or it, he's going to Texas. Gwen Ewers is going to Texas. I think it's the second highest ranked player like ever after Vince Young, who some of you would also be aware of, of who he is. On top of that, Texas is just like making bank. Well, the offensive linemen are. Oregon gets blown up when uh, – when their head coach heads to Miami, so a couple of really highly rated offensive linemen decommitted from Miami or from Oregon and are now committed to Texas, uh, cleaning up in part due to the insanity of the coaching cycle as well as the nonprofit funneling booster money to offensive linemen that is legal and doesn't break any NIL rules. And I say legal in air quotes because it's legal, it doesn't break any NIL rules. I don't know about actual laws when you get to some of that like <laughs> tax write-off stuff, but damn, it is icky. As all get out. And I have talked to some Texas people that I like and trust that are all like, look, it's not against the rules, but here's the stuff with all those NIL things, folks. Um, you've been enjoying the sausage and, and, and we kind of knew how it was being made in the back of our minds, but we didn't really have to like know. And, and now it's like uh, literally our eyes are being forced and held open. Uh, while we have to watch the sausage being made. And uh, it's a lot grosser than we actually originally thought that it was going to be. But this is where we are now. And that's not a shot at the kids getting paid. I'm fine with the players making money. That ain't the issue. It's just kind of... Okay, whatever. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like your favorite topic to talk about, Philip. It's not against the rules. But lots of things that aren't against the law still feel kind of like mm, maybe it's don't. It's definitely stretching the rules. Uh, I did want to talk about, I, uh, I love the guys over there at gopowercat.com. I really do. Um, and Tim Fitzgerald put out a little question and did a little podcast that I thought was interesting. And I wanted to ask you guys about this. Of the bowl season here, you know, interesting bowl matchups for the Big 12. But he asked the question, does the Big 12 need to alter its bowl lineup? Um, which I was kind of I was like, you know, like I get excited about the matchups for the bowl games, but how many of the big 12s like bowl games outside of the sugar bowl, which, you know, between top big 12 team and top SEC team or second place, depending on how the playoffs work this year, you get Ole Miss and Baylor. Um, how many of the bowl games, you know, are fans actually like, yeah, this game is awesome. Like the Alamo Bowl has a lot of history. It's it's a really neat bowl game. It's usually a good matchup between Big 12 and Pac-12. Um, but like the Cheez-It Bowl, I know it's the fun name and it's the most like interesting sponsor that the Big 12 has, but I don't I don't know anybody who's gone to that bowl game in Orlando and been like super cool. Uh, the Texas Bowl in Houston, the Liberty Bowl, like it's it's the game's fine. It's just fun to go to Beale Street, which I've been to that bowl game. Uh you get like the what guaranteed rape hole out in Arizona. And I, and I kind of started to wonder, like, he may not be wrong. Like I have real questions about like the destinations. Like I get that's a lot in Texas, which makes sense with the pick 12, but like how excited do you guys actually get of like the bowl games? Not take, take your, like, I'm excited. My team is going to a bowl game out of it and take away like, Hey, we're getting to play this team. That's awesome out of it. And just the bowl games themselves. Like how excited do you actually get about those bowl games compared to how do you view some of the other bowl games that are held that the big 12 is not a part of? 
Well, I mean, it's tough, definitely, because like you said, sure, there's going to be a lot of destinations down in Texas, New Texas, because that's half the conference. But it definitely is a little bit more difficult when you're a school that's in Iowa, a school that's in Kansas. If you're going to a bowl game for the Big 12, either you want it to be like really a good bowl game with a really great destination that's a lot of fun you know you talk about Beale Street obviously that's popular stuff like that but otherwise as a fan base it's like okay let's go to the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando like people will go but it's less of like an exciting destination and of course for me like I'm the worst person to ask about it because you know I've grown up an Iowa State fan. There's a little bit less engagement with like the bull situation and the history and all that fun stuff. And that's not even fully to do with Iowa State. That's just a me personally thing. So I don't know that there's one that I would point at and be like, I wish we had that bull. But I definitely think that it would be nice to have an option that is a little bit less of like an ordeal to get to. Like it has to be your vacation for the year to go and do it. But that's kind of the Midwest for you. So I was to say as a fan who doesn't have the disposable income to actually go to most bowls, like team that goes to bowl games. Well, yes, that too. But, but like, I mean, regardless, like, I mean, my relationship with bowls, like is watching them on TV. So if, if it's a good destination to like watch on TV for, you know, or has has an intriguing matchup. Those are the things that are more important to me. So, like, mm-hmm. I would actually be more interested in in getting those intriguing matchups as opposed to really worried about where the destination is. Like, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't if 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 a Big Twelve team was playing a really interesting opponent up in Boise. You know, for the for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, I think is is where that one is. But like the one they have up on Boise State's Blue Field, like I could care less about where it is as long as the game is actually interesting and something I can watch on TV. But that's me as the guy that can't really afford to go and watch games in person typically. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know that I have a strong preference for which bowl specifically or which locations they're in. I just want to see good games. Like I want, I want the big 12 to have interesting opponents. I want them to have good matchups that people are talking about, that they actually want to tune in and watch. And, you know, side effect, if it's in a cool location that I can get to go to at some point, um, then yeah, I mean that that's great, but I'm much more interested in the actual product on the field as opposed to where it's happening. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so you think about the Sugar Bowl is in Georgia. You get the Alamo in San Antonio, the Cheez It in Orlando, the Texas Bowl in Houston, the Liberty Bowl in, in in Memphis. Which for those who don't realize, the Liberty Bowl was added as a Big Twelve bowl matchup because the year Iowa State went there and played Tulsa, like Iowa State fans showed up so much, like so well for that game. Like that bowl was added to the lineup because of how well Iowa State fans like showed up to it. Geographically, it made sense. You know, it uh, Beale Street's a lot of fun. Like the bowl game itself, like it's an SEC game. It's a it's a lower rated SEC game, but like you, you I mean, literally we get we get Mississippi State and Texas Tech. Like it's, I was there for OSU Missouri back in what was it twenty eighteen. Like the bowl game, the game was fun. The bowl itself, that stadium is kind of meh, but like Beale Street's a great time. And then I think that's kind of like, does anybody like going, uh, the guarantee rate bowl? Also, but you know, if, if the Big 12 were to get enough teams to go to bowl games, the next place, the next bowl game is like the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, which is at TCU Stadium. Uh, yeah, and I think the other one is the First Responder Bowl, which is in University Park, Texas, which I actually think is just like SMU Stadium. So like, I think, I don't know, I... I love having the Cheez It Bowl as a sponsor for one of the bowl games. I just like, okay, you've got an SEC, a Pac 12, an ACC, two more SECs, and a Big Ten. And I'm like, ah, can we get a game? I think there's going to be some maneuvering around once UCF and BYU and Cincinnati come in to play. And I'm fine with a bowl game out west. Maybe, maybe get a better one, you know? I don't know. The Alamo Bowl is awesome, and the Sugar Bowl is cool. And you know, props to OSU for getting to go to the Fiesta Bowl this year because every player is getting a PS5, and I, I don't know why you'd ever want to, as a player to go to any other bowl game than one that's going to give you a PlayStation 5 because that's who the sponsor is. Like, 
You guys, you know what, OSU, you know what, you know what, you know what, we're fine. You guys enjoy that playoff. We're going to go take these PS5s and go home because these are, this is a PS5. This is amazing. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Let me pull up my rundown that we're all respecting heavily. Jamie. Jamie, 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 Jamie. As we like to call this our bet on women segment. Uh, Jamie, so far through the season, two weeks into placing her women's basketball bets at Bovada is 16 and seven. And I, I don't think I need to text Daniel to confirm that that's a good thing to have when you're uh, you're talking about betting in any sense on any sport. 16 and seven, I think is a pretty good record so far. So Jamie, talk us through this. Like, how's how's it been two weeks in? It's fun. It's cool. Because I've always really tried to stay engaged with women's basketball, especially once I started calling games. Um, you want to try and know as much about your opponents as possible. And the watching them certainly helps. Obviously I talk about it a lot with my mom. She's watching a lot of basketball, but I definitely look at it in a different way. Now there's a reason why I'm watching games. Um, there's a reason why I'm doing some research and a lot of it just has to come from your own gut instinct, your own experience watching a team play because we were talking about this before we started recording there's not the same analytical resources for women's basketball that there are for men's basketball so whether that is just going into evaluating the quality of the team there's obviously basically no betting resources for women's basketball games um so you're not going to be looking at you know this algorithm says that this person is or this team is severely uh you know underrated whatever that's just not something that's as easy to find in the women's game so i've been doing you know i'm not gonna say i'm sitting there for hours a day but i try to take what i've seen from teams what i know about them what i know about their tendencies um and just try to make halfway decent picks and obviously it's worked out so far and that's coming off of not just like the blowouts and obviously I'm picking against the spread so even in the blowouts it's difficult enough but um it's it's definitely been kind of cool just to have that extra layer to watching the big 12 and it just gives a lot more of a context to what we're seeing and so it's it's really cool and it'll be really interesting to see how it translates when we get into the new year when we start seeing those conference games because that's when you can feel like you have a really good grasp on teams because you're watching pretty consistently just having to focus on those 10 teams um and that's when you can get some weird results but you at least aren't having random teams that you don't really know quite as much about pop in the main thing i heard from that philip was She's not spending all day, you know, pouring all over this stuff. Or she's not going to say she's spending all day pouring over all this stuff. But, no. <laughs> no, it's, well, because it's really hard because whip for um, our lines for women's basketball, you, for a lot of games, you can get the line around 10 o'clock sometimes the night before for men's games is kind of a rule of thumb. For the women, it's posted the morning of exclusively. So I never have the line the night before. And especially over the weekend, games can start around 11 or 12. So I've missed a couple games last week because Iowa State had an early game that I was calling. Um, but in general, it's okay. Let me check when this line comes up. Let me see how much time I have before games are going on. So we're talking maybe a half hour trying to go over where I feel like the spread kind of lands. I'll maybe check the night before and try and put a guess in on where the spread lands. But a lot of times it's day of like trying to throw them all up there over the weekends is kind of crazy, but I don't know. It's really fun. I'm having a good time. I'm not like paying my mortgage with it, but not yet. Anyway, not yet. I mean, anyway, my husband's surprised? in the other room. I'm like, Oh my God. My joke is always that I bet the house every game. Every game I lose, I tell him that this is the one I bet the house on. He must it's love that. Really, he does. Oh, yeah, his favorite. He loves it. <laughs> he never gets sick. Uh, so, uh, I would suggest you follow along Jamie's work uh, covering betting 
in women's college basketball. As I said, this is just week two of her making picks on Bovada. It's still a new thing for this even to be uh, available. And we love that Jamie is kind of uh, on the cutting edge of this stuff. She's 16 and seven so far on the season. That's uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good, I think. Uh, so follow Jamie on Twitter. You can get all her picks there at jsteyz, J-S-T-E-Y-Z. Or uh, I think you can follow her on Bovada as well. She's got the link there on her Twitter account. If you're not on Twitter, um, you know what? You know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? We're going to put it in the show notes. Put it in the show notes. The whole show notes is just... That's been, just, the whole show notes just give you links to things. Be like, yeah, you're going to listen to this episode or you're not. Uh, here's all the things you need to know as far as links in the show. So that means like typing out this, here's all the stuff that's going on on this episode. You're either going to listen or you're not. No one's like, let me read the notes to decide whether or not this is an episode that is of interest to me. You're going to listen or you're not. Look, so look, we're going to put the link for this down there. Robert is just going to live tweet the episode anyway, right? I mean. Yes, Robert will live tweet the episode. <laughs> Maybe, unless work gets too busy for him. Uh <laughs> Now he knows he's getting a shout out. We'll see if he gets nervous. Uh, so we will have that link. So we got the link for, for Jamie's Bovada. So you can follow her there. Of course, you'll find her Twitter account link uh, in there as well. Uh, you're going to have the uh, link to you can join our football, our college football football mania on ESPN. We've got links to Gridiron. We've got links to Homefield. We've got links to Symbol. Stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. Simple, you can trade sports teams like stock, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Now, obviously, the college football season is pretty much coming to an end, so there's not a lot of opportunities to earn with college football. But they still have NHL and they have NBA, which are going strong right now. And of course, they have you could you could still buy some college football teams if you wanted to ahead of next season, trying to get an early early in there. Um, join the eight thousand plus early adopters who've started to invest in their favorite teams that includes a lot of us here at 1012 network because we really enjoy having simple as a sponsor go to www.symbol.com create a free account poke around see what you want to see when you make a deposit make sure you use the promo code network 12 n-e-t-w-o-r-k-1-2 for a money back guarantee you just heard that right simple is offering a money back guarantee to all the listeners of our show here's what that means if you lose money on your initial deposit in the first 90 days, or you just decide you don't want to do it anymore, Symbol will refund every penny of that initial deposit, no questions asked, up to $500. It is a risk-free way to test Symbol out for yourself. So visit Symbol.com, use the promo code NETWORK12, and your initial deposit will have a money-back guarantee up to $500. Dollars. All you got to do within the first 90 days is let them know you don't want to do it anymore and they'll give you your money back. Why not give it a shot? So go to simple.com, promo code network 12, start investing and profiting from your favorite teams, your favorite sports today. But seriously, follow Jamie and check out Bovada and we're going to keep hammering Bovada to see if they want to be a sponsor here as well. Because why not? How many sponsors? Can we get 10 sponsors? I'm kidding. I, it's, I, I, we're just going to do ad reads. It's just literally going to change the 10, 12 All ad 10 reads. All 10 sponsors say, say, of the Big 12. <laughs> yeah, you know, 10 or 12. One per, one per school. Uh, this is the 10, 12 podcast, the podcast that covers 10 sponsors and maybe a little bit of the Big 12 conference. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're going to need a reason to say 10 after there's 12 teams. So. No, we're, yeah, there you go. Hey, we're still going to be the 10, 12. <laughs> Are you going to change it when there are 14 teams? How about the big fan? It's the 10-12. It's established. I'm not changing the stuff. Get over it. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter now as well, at 10-12 Network. Now. We've been on Twitter for a while. At 10-12 Network, T-E-N, uh, number 12, the word network. You can follow us on Instagram, at 10-12 Pod. Uh, we got all sorts of stuff that's going to be on Twitter this week. we got links for you. If you don't want to get in the show notes, that's fine. How many times can you say shit? New game. Uh, go back, re-listen to this. Every time I say show notes, you'll take a drink. Uh, um, get the links. You can sign up to our uh, our Bull Mania. The links to the uh, to the Google Drive sheet as well. Make sure you follow Andy on Twitter as well at AndyMitts12. A N D Y M I T T S one two. Leave us a rating and a review on the Inst- uh, iTunes, especially. Look, I'm I, I don't they're not a sponsor, I don't care. Like if you listen on iTunes, it's awesome. I do too. I am my New Year's resolution is to not use iTunes anymore because it drives me utterly crazy. It crashes all the time, it takes forever to load, it irritates me to no end. 
I'm Spotify, maybe Spotify, maybe Good Pods. I haven't decided yet. But I'm um, if you are an iTunes listener and you're going to stay an iTunes listener, please leave us a rating and a review there. We will read them on the show because that is where most of the traffic goes comes from. It just is. Um, Andy, Jamie, any other thoughts before we go? Nope, I think we're good. All right. Uh, every team is going to win. Or lose on Wednesday. Uh, was National Signing Day getting started? Uh, congrats to all your teams on signing a bunch of players you're either going to love or hate and losing at least one at the buzzer to a school you despise. It's coming. Uh, we will be back on Thursday to break down National Signing Day, hopefully with guests. We'll see what happens. We'll talk to you then. Podcast Network.